Before we get into today's show, there's a couple of things that I want to mention. First off, thank you. Thank you so much. I was just checking out the download numbers on the show to see whether or not uh, there's enough interest to keep going. And I must say, I've never had a podcast grow this fast. All right, seriously, uh, I've done three other podcast shows and I've never had one grow this fast, this quickly. So thank you so much uh, for your interest. I know now that I definitely need to keep going to provide you the content uh, that you are looking for. Also, I uh, just want to point out that down in the show notes, there's going to be a couple of links. Uh, some of the links are going to be uh, to my book, uh, The Women's Instruction Manual, Man's Collective Knowledge on the Female Mind. It makes for a great gag gift because it's 200 blank pages. So women, it is the perfect gift to sh- uh, give to your guy to let him know subtly how clueless he is. Secondly, if you want to help uh, contribute to the show and be able to make sure that I'm able to continue uh, with the show and producing episodes. I'm also going to have a link uh, to Patreon if you want to go ahead and tip me. Uh, This probably isn't the best show to bring up the uh, Patreon page because, I'll be honest, um, after, you know, thinking about it, this probably isn't going to be my best show. I, I had a hard time staying focused and motivated. I do apologize for that. So if this is the first episode that you're listening to, it's probably not the best episode to start with. However, there are some, still some good nuggets of information for you in here. So uh, look out for the links below. I'll also provide a couple of links uh, to Twitter and Facebook if you want to join me there. Thank you, and now let's get into the show. With a cherry on top of your whipped cream bikini, you're always my favorite dessert. But baby, tonight, will your feelings be hurt? If I just want a blowjob, honey, I've had a hard day. Just want to lay back, relax, and let you suck my troubles away. I dress the court, toot the horn, would you polish my knob? What I'm really trying to say, I just want a blowjob. In the last episode, I talked a lot about scheduling sex, the benefit of scheduling sex, how many nights a week you should schedule it based off of uh, mixed-matched libidos. Uh, Here on this episode, I want to be able to talk about what happens when you're thrown off your schedule and getting back onto your schedule. Now, in next week's episode, you know, I will be talking about, you know, an issue that will come up. You know, uh, from time to time, especially with guys over 30 about low testosterone and lowering libidos and some of the things that you can do about uh, that. And then I think I'll do a week or two about things uh, outside of the bedroom. But here, you know, I just want to let you know that when you are scheduling sex uh, with your partner, you know, every so often life is going to throw a curveball your way. Life is gonna throw you off your schedule, you know, for various reasons. Maybe it's a busy season at work and you're having to put in, or your spouse is having to put in a lot of overtime. And and so they get up, they get out the door, they work, they put in their overtime, they get home, they barely have enough time to eat. 
and get a decent enough uh, night's sleep to not pass out at work. All right, so that's one thing. Uh, maybe you have to travel. You know, and this is another issue uh, for some people in some jobs. They have to travel a lot. And all of that traveling is going to throw you off schedule because you may be, you know, home for two weeks and then you're gone for a week. All right, that's, that's always possible. Uh, you could have, you know, sleeping issues. You know, you have an issue where, you know, you go through insomnia or you just got a lot of things on your mind. You can't, you know, just get a good night's sleep. And so, you know, you missed out on a few of your scheduled nights because you were just dead tired, but going to bed didn't seem to help either. You know, or maybe there's family emergencies, you know, a health crisis, death in the family, things that kind of prohibit that romantic feeling or, you know, any other urges. You know, and then there are other reasons. You know, you could have a sick child. It could be that you just gave birth to a child, you know, and, you know, obviously there's, a, you know, a, at least a six-week period there. You know, you have the flu or, you know, the cold yourself. There's a lot of things that come up. And we do need to address, you know, this because, you know, at, at first, when you miss that first scheduled night, first two scheduled nights, you really feel the impact of it. But as time goes on and your body readjusts, it would be very easy, you know, getting off schedule to say, you know what, I'm just not in the mood. I, I, I just don't need it as much anymore. Wrong. You're going to need to get back into your schedule in order to keep the uh, relationship maintained. And, you know, I know I go through and I talk a lot about, you know, the sex portion of the relationship because that is how guys bond emotionally with women. And it's not sharing our feelings. It's not a lot of talking. It's through the actions. It's through, you know, sex and you know, um, tasks, you know, that we do together. These are the ways in which men bond. You know, we're not a very uh, emotional creatures by nature. You know, so, you know, first things first, you need to start thinking about what got you off schedule. It, if it was an emotional event, you know, um, you know, a, a family member got sick, maybe passed away, take some time to heal. Right? You don't need to jump back right away. Right? Take some time to heal emotionally or let your partner heal you know, emotionally. Even though guys aren't emotional creatures, you know, if we lose someone you know, that was close to us uh, to a death or something, you know, that is still going to have a bit of an impact. I would say <clears throat> you know, that you, know, you would give uh, the person who lost somebody at least two weeks unless unless they signal that they are ready or that they believe that they are ready. Okay. So there is that. Now, if it's an issue where, you know, it's a dry spell because of a lot of overtime at work, travel or whatever. Okay. This is stuff uh, that is easier to deal with. Uh, one of the things that you do is you just uh, pick a night and that will be the first night back onto your schedule. Maybe you pick a night that was on the original schedule. Okay. Now, I want you to understand here, you know, about this. After a dry spell, 
your first time getting back onto that schedule, your man may not last very long in that situation. You know, it, the longer it goes, the shorter, you know, I mean, the longer the dry spell went, the shorter they're going to last uh, in bed. And, you know, therefore, you may want to start off with a blowjob. You know, get some of that backlog. Maybe the first two or three times you do oral, right? It will be fairly quick. You know, it will get them, you know, back into uh, that mood. And when you get to that first night back into penetration, they're not going to be so oversensitive from being so over-teased, horny, or whatever that they blow in the first two minutes. So you got to make sure that you are, un you know, that you are conscious of that. Yes, conscious uh, of that fact. You know, if you're only having, you know, sex, I don't know, twice a month, you're probably not getting, you know, it very good for yourself, ladies. I mean, you're, the chances of your guy being able to last very long, you know, it, it is it is impossible. You know, um, but if you're scheduling it regularly, you have it frequently, you can have long, passionate sex. Okay. You know, uh, for instance, I, I'm just uh, recalling one of the issues uh, that, you know, me and my wife have is we can't seem to figure out the secret to a quickie. You know, we just can't. I mean, we're going, you know, I guess, you know, if we really tried, we can get it down to maybe 30 minutes. You know, but otherwise, I mean, we're normally at about 45 minutes to an hour is our, you know, average you know, a uh, session, you know, our average night of sex, you know, and it gets very passionate. We're going into various positions, you know, <clears throat> we, you know, start off, you know, maybe with a little bit of foreplay, you know, you know, maybe, you know, and we've tried using foreplay to try and shorten it up a little bit because, you know, this is an issue. And I bring this up because of this issue. One of the things that can be hard to motivate a guy back onto a schedule or to motivate a guy, you know, um, you know, into sex is if he has to get up really early and you're not getting to bed until, you know, uh, a little bit late at night. And if he realizes that, you know, each time you're scheduled to have sex or you're going to have sex, you know, he is really going to suffer and pay for it the next morning. You know, so let's take, for instance, let's say your guy gets up at 5 a.m. Right? In order for him to get a full night's sleep, he would need to go to bed at 9 o'clock. But if that's what time the kids go to bed, and let's say you don't get to your bedroom until 9.30, quarter to 10, and it takes you about 45 minutes to an hour. So it's going to be close to 11 you know, o'clock by the time he gets to bed. And... You know, he gets up at five. I mean, that is a situation in which, you know, the person, you know, the guy would be very tired and maybe still passing out at work. Now, maybe your guy can handle only six hours of sleep. But then again, you know, if you talk a lot uh, beforehand, maybe he's not getting to bed until midnight. And so you need to be conscious on the schedule. If the reason why you got off schedule was because he just felt like he every time you do he suffers badly the next day that 
you know, you maybe adjust the time at which you start and spend your day preparing so that maybe you get the kids to bed earlier. So that, you know, if it takes 45 minutes or an hour, you know, that he will still be able to get a decent night's sleep. You know, but when you first get back onto that schedule, chances are, you know, you'll just be giving him a blowjob. Right? He's going to take some time to get back in uh, to being able to last. Now, there are some other things that you can do when getting back on schedule. Uh, one is clearly communicate to your partner when you're horny, when you want to get back on track. I mean, don't beat around the bush about it. You know, don't expect him to notice if you're jumping a little bit more, a little bouncier than normal. Right? Don't, don't expect that notice. You know, just clearly go up and say, hey, you know what? I'm horny tonight. I want to have sex. All right, so just make sure you're ready. All right, that is another good thing. And you know, go ahead. And if he says he's a little tired, then tell him to lay back. You get on top, you know, and cowgirl and have at it. And right? and so clear communication of when you want to get back on schedule, or maybe you give him a two days notice. Hey, you know what? It's Monday. You know, I'm a little horny. I need you to make sure you're ready to go on Wednesday night. You know, I don't know. I'm just throwing out something random there, you know, so that he knows at least Tuesday he should make sure he gets a great night's sleep and, I don't know, drink plenty of fluids and stuff. You get, you kind of get the picture there. But what about you? All right. What about you, ladies? What about, you know, getting you back in the mood? Because... I understand that it can be a little difficult if after a while you just stop feeling horny right? and you're just more cranky and all of that gets in the way. Well, there are several things that you can do uh, to get yourself motivated uh, and so that you can enjoy the time instead of just feeling like you're doing it just to be a good wife, just to be a good girlfriend or just whatever your normal motivation is. You know, so you can go ahead and you can take a uh, horny pill, you know, however else you want, you know, to call that. So you can go through, uh, take a horny pill, but there is uh, this issue here where about dosage, you know, if you take one that has a very strong dose, yeah, you're going to be horny as hell. You're going to, you know, be wanting to jump them. The problem is afterwards, after you have that orgasm, you're still going to feel just as horny. And so you may, you know, resist the temptation to take uh, a horny pill uh, just because you feel like, you know, you're just going to be, you know, too horny and you're going to want to go at it three, four times during that night, you know, or maybe if you have a day off together, you take one so that you have a very good day together. But what if you just want to have a situation where, you're just giving yourself just enough to get yourself horny, but not too much that sex feels like it didn't do anything for you. You know, that, you know, you don't need the four, five, six orgasms to undo the effects, you know, of the pill. Well, you know, instead of uh, taking it in pill form, you could take it in liquid form. You know, uh, there's a good product out there, Spanish Fly, if you're looking 
to be able to motivate yourself and you can do things. Um, you know, one thing about liquid is you can adjust the dosage so that it's not too much. You know, you could take uh, just a little bit and maybe, you know, uh, put it in your coffee, put it in your pop, put it in, you know, tea, put it in whatever drink you drink. And as you uh, get familiar with this product, you can adjust the dosage so that it's just right for you, right? So that it's just perfect on getting the job done of making sure you're incredibly motivated and that you are very much, you know, into the spirit and able to make that, you know, uh, the best time ever, you know, uh, for the both of you. And if you have a problem orgasming, uh, this can help you with that as well. Okay. But another thing is a Spanish fly, you know, can work for the guy as well. You know, which, you know, I can explain a little bit more when we start talking about next week's episode, you know, about maybe low T and lower libido. And you got to, you know, be able to, you know, help him boost that up. So, you know, there's a good motivator there. Second thing, make sure you have enough lube. You know, never discount the benefits of proper lubrication. You know, whether you're using flavored lube or uh, you're using water-based or a very thick base. You know, um, one of the things uh, that, you know, we have found out, you know, and a lot of our, you know, kind of back and forth experimentation is, you know, um, anal lube is not just, you know, for, you know, anal sex or not just for the ass. It works very good uh, on your vaginas as well, you know, and get so it doesn't rub off quickly. It, you know, stays there. It, you know, uh, you know, really cuts down on any potential irritation or whatever if you're not really into it. And so, and lube, by the way, is very good. And, you know, uh, idea. You know, and here's why. You know, let's say, you know, you're not fully in the mood. And yet, you know, you want to and you want to experience an orgasm. Well, if you are dry, you know, or not fully lubricated down there, that adds friction to the guy. And the more friction the guy has, the less he's going to last. Okay. Whereas if you're properly lubricated, you know, whether it's naturally or using lube itself. What that's going to do is going to kind of, you know, take away some of that friction. And therefore, without all that friction, you're going to be able to have longer sex. You're going to be able to uh, have him last longer for you. Right? And now this is a great motivator for you. So lubrication, natural or, you know, whether you buy the lubrication, you know, um, has a direct correlation, you know, between how long he's going to last. Now, does that mean if you're as wet as a water slide, he's going to last an hour? No, because you can go overboard and have too much lube to the point where there's no feeling. And so you're going to need to, uh, when you get into lubrication, and man, lubrication can work wonders, right? Even if you are horny. A little bit of lube uh, can still go uh, wonders, you know, here, you know, but you're going to want to, uh, you know, experiment with that, adjust that, you know, and that will help you be able to, uh, if you're not going to take any 
horny pills or Spanish flies or anything like that, you know, you can, you know, uh, use lube as, you know, your way of being able to get through it if you're just doing it for his benefit on getting back on schedule and maybe trying to get you uh, back into the mood, trying to restart uh, your libido after a dry spell. Um, okay, so, I mean, these are uh, some very simple things, you know, that you can do, you know, to get back on schedule. Pick a date, you know, use some lube if, you know, you're not really into it yourself or take, you know, uh, a pill or a liquid that's going to get you horny. You can clearly communicate, this is the night we're getting back on schedule. And that first night, start off with a blowjob, you know, as your first night back on the schedule. And easy peasy, right? Really simple. Really simple. And, you know, and if, well, I'll save that uh, for next week. But, you know, uh, for guys here, you know, maybe you can, you know, tell your, you know, uh, husband or boyfriend or whatever, just to hand him a bottle of Spanish fly and tell him whenever he's ready, you know, you don't even have to know about it. You know, just go ahead and slip that into my drink, you know, and we'll be ready to go. Nah, nah, nah. That's probably a bad idea. I don't know. I don't know. That That's up to you. You know, that's up to you. Uh, but, you know, if you can have it in, you know, any and drinks, if you don't like pills, great. Okay, so, you know, in one of the uh, other episodes, I had talked about my first threesome. And what a disaster, you know, that was. You know, what a disaster. I mean, I had one girl who didn't have a clue uh, how to do anything more than to lie down with her legs spread. And another girl who, you know, just had this body image issue, you know, constantly shouting, don't look, don't look. So, but anyways, I'm going to tell you about my second time. All right. So my first two times having sex were with two different people. Um, And the second one, this is kind of a interesting thing because I learned that I need to be spatially aware of my surroundings. Right. So my second time was with an ex-girlfriend. You know, it was interesting. I dated her uh, when I was a virgin. You know, and this was, wow, a long time ago. I mean, I didn't even have a driver's license when I first started, you know, dating her. Anyways, we dated for a few months, and I was trying. You know, I was trying to gauge, but she, you know, wasn't even letting me up her shirt. You know, and, you know, after a few months we broke up. And then after that, you know, that's when I had my first time, you know, in the back of my car out in the middle of a, you know, the countryside on a level B maintenance gravel road or level B maintenance road, you know, and, you know, one of the things about that, I mean, my first time was what some of the, uh, well, at least at the time it was, you know, the greatest, you know, four hours, uh, you know, ever. And that time just flew by. I mean, four hours, you know, that felt like 10 minutes. Woo. But my second time, you know, my second time, you know, I was with my ex and, you know, so after my first time I had, 
you know, you know, for some reason I stayed, you know, friends with my ex and everything. And one night, you know, we were just, you know, uh, sitting in a truck. And normally I drive a car at the time, but my brother took my car, so I borrowed his truck. His truck was an old 70s truck. It was kind of, you know, it wasn't the best, but it had a topper and the back was carpeted, right? You know, so, yes, 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 I, I get that. Imagine that, an old 70s truck with a topper and the bed was carpeted. You know, I, I don't know why it was carpeted, but... There we go. Well, maybe I do know why. Anyways, uh, we were just uh, talking in a parking lot, and I just decided, you know what? I'm going to make my move. It worked the, f you know, the first time, and you know, it, it led to four great hours. So I went off and I made my move. You know, I slid closer, put my hand on her thigh. She didn't think anything of it. Hand moved up, and the moment it got, uh, you know, to you know, while well, rubbing her uh, pussy uh, through her pants, the moment my hand got up there, I mean, she was uh, slouching and spreading her legs open. She wanted it, and she made it very clear, you know, uh, that she wanted it. And so, you know, uh, started up the truck after a while and went out to a gravel road. Man, high school, I sure made use of gravel roads. Anyways, uh, we crawled into the back. Now, the problem here, right, is that it's in the middle of an Iowa winter when this was happening. So we're in the middle of an Iowa winter in the back of a truck. Okay. Luckily, body heat warms things up pretty uh, quickly, pretty easily. And so we started getting undressed. Things, you know, the windows started fogging up. You know, I went down on her, yada, yada, yada. Well, she decided she wanted to get on top. And this is where the whole spatially aware thing uh, comes into play. So I lay down. She gets on top. At first, everything is going rather smoothly. Not, you know, too, uh, not too bad. I'm enjoying it, you know. And then she starts going faster and faster. And, you know, she starts uh, really starting to ride pretty hard. The problem was I was a little too close to the front of the truck. And once she started really going at it, my head started bouncing off the back of the cab, right? It was like thunk, 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 thunk. You know, just, oh man, it was really starting to hurt. So eventually, you know, I, you know, spoke up and I say, hey, 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 you need to get off so we can scoot down. Well, that, now, Normally, you would think, that's perfectly fine, perfectly okay. The problem was, having to move and reposition ruined the entire mood for her. You know, and so, never got to finish. I right? never got to finish whatsoever. Of course, it was hard to, you know, when your head's bouncing off a metal cab to stay focused enough to keep a woody. But, you know, I, I was... Hanging in there for the most part, you know, kind of was developing a headache, but man, the, you know, the spirit was still willing, the spirit was still willing. And so, you know, the problem was eh, she lost the mood, you know, she lost, she was done. She didn't uh, care uh, anymore because I interrupted her rhythm. Oh man, that sucked.
Right? That really did suck, you know, something horrible. So that's where I've learned to make sure that I'm spatially aware of my surroundings, whether that's in the back of a vehicle or in bed, making sure I don't fall off or, you know, the other person doesn't fall off. Might be a story there someday uh, as well. All right. And that, uh, along with, you know, that threesome is not even the worst uh, story that I have. I mean, yet when I first started, yeah, there were some uh, mistakes, but, you know, I'm sure you understand trial and error is how people have gone from, you know, having no experience to being the best. Right? And so, you know, as long as, you know, you don't have issues about banging the guy's head off of the back of a metal cab, as long as you're screaming, don't look, don't look, along with some other things, I think you have the confidence and the skill sets to do this. All right, let, let's be real. And as I go through and tell more stories about my first few times, you know, you're going to learn uh, quite simply that I doubt as a woman there's much that you have done in bed that would be nearly as bad as some of these things. And therefore, you know what? You shouldn't be shy or shouldn't have any problems. Now, one last thing here. If you're s still caught up on the whole uh, blowjob thing, you know, it's something that you don't really like to do, right? Because, I don't know, maybe it triggers your gag reflexes. Uh, you get lockjaw. You get... You know, it's just not, you know, all that enjoyable. Well, you know what? Even on YouTube, you can YouTube videos about how to give great blowjobs, how to not choke during a blowjob, you know, how to angle it, you know, all that. And there will be a long list of women out there that will have a video tutorials for you on how to give your man a great blowjob without, you know, the lock jaws, without choking, gagging, you know, all of that, so that, you know, it's an enjoyable experience uh, for you as well. Or at least, you know, an experience that you don't hate. Right? And you know what? For guys, you know what? There's a lot of things out there about eating a woman out. Uh, you know, uh, I will just give you, you know, this little tidbit, women. You know, uh, when I was, you know, first starting off and everything, I made sure I learned everything I could about providing women pleasure. And the reason for this is, you know, while I realized, you know, from women's complaints over the years that one of the issues is guys are selfish, you know, especially teenage guys. They just get in there, wham, bam, get off. They're done. Don't care about your pleasure. Me... On the other hand, even starting off uh, in high school, I had this sinister plan that went something like this. The more pleasure and orgasms I can give a woman, the more she wants to have sex with me. You know, win-win, right? Really that simple. And so I've created for myself something that I will be handing down uh, to my boys, you know, when they get older. I'm calling it the man's Bible. And it's... 
not just you know like a you know a book of pickup lines and all of that. No, it's actually diagrams. You know about not not just uh, the vagina. I mean, you're not. It's not porno pictures, but I mean, it does have a diagram of the vagina, of course. But it's a diagram of where the nerve endings are. You know where the nerves are connected to in other parts of the body, and you know, and also ways to hit those nerves, which is good because I've learned things like, you know, from studying the nerve endings. I mean, it seems like common knowledge now, but, you know, back in high school, it wasn't so common, you know, such as, you know, the nipples are on the same nerves as the clitoris, you know, as your clit. And, you know, stimulating the nipples, you know, it has a great effect, but if you stimulate the nipples while stimulating the clit, it's a great feeling for women. I've also learned uh, about nerve endings in certain spots in the back that help provide more sensation and, you know, uh, nerve uh, to, you know, uh, your, you know, vagina and everything as well. And so it's going to be something where, you know, I'm going to be handing off about where the pleasure nerves are, you know, along with uh, quite a few other things. So one thing that you can do, maybe, you know, there's this old joke about giving your guy a, you know, a, a map, you know, uh, you know, of your clit, you know, a map of, you know, your pussy, you know, giving him directions, essentially. Well, what you could do instead is whether you want to write down the things that you like yourself or go online and provide diagrams of where all the pleasure nerves are, you know, uh, you can give that to him as a hint so that he can, you know, maybe look it over and provide you a little more pleasure. But you can also take a look at, you know, uh, tutorials of blowjobs and blowjob techniques as well as studying where the, you know, nerve endings and the, you know, biggest pleasure center on the cock is, right? And really, the more pleasure you learn to give each other, the more, you know, and deeper the bond, the connection, and the more you're going to be able to enjoy things outside of the bedroom. All right, so that's it uh, for this episode. Hey, I'm going to provide a link in the show description if you want to buy my book. Uh, my book is a comedy book. It's, you know, the Women's Instruction Manual, Man's Collective Knowledge of the Female Mind, and it's 200 blank pages. You can either use it as a good joke gift uh, to let the guy in your life know how clueless he is, or as a relationship journal. You can even be nice enough to fill it in yourself and give it to him. Right, so that is one thing uh, that I will be posting in there. And at some point here, you know, since I noticed uh, Amazon has an influencer program along with uh, their associates program, I may be assembling a a store, you know, through Amazon of, you know, and I'm going to call it my, you know, wife recommends, you know, the things that we have used and liked. Embed um, that is used on you know you women for enhancing your pleasure as well as stuff that you know to use on men. All right, so you know that will be uh, coming up uh, in a future state. There, you know, just wanted to let you know. Also, I'm going to be providing an email address, 
in the show uh, notes down below uh, where you can email me if you know you want uh, some one-on-one coaching um, you know and you know whether or not you want that uh, recorded you know and released as a podcast show you know the step by steps of you know helping you out in your specific relationship and kind of documenting you know uh, the journey and the results you know so and share your story uh, so look for uh, those two things uh, down in the show notes below I'd like to thank you so much for listening and I'll be back again soon sweat baby sweat baby sex is a Texas drop me and you